just climbing all the stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two's, a, two's an age, huh? Well, how are you ladies? Do you have an okay day? Crystal, are you back to teaching music? I feel like I remember you saying you were interviewing for another position, right? Mm -hmm. I interviewed it and it was one of the ones I actually forgot I applied for. Oh. So when they called me, it's like, would, would you like to? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I did interview for it mm -hmm. and it gave me the job. Um, oh, cool. But yeah. Uh, Tenley, I still don't have my teaching certificate yet. So mm -hmm. I'm in the process of working on that. So I'm telling you put down as a long-term sub at my mm -hmm. school, but I'm, I'm teaching music. So I'm back in the classroom, which is really good. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so tonight it may just be a few of us. Um, I, Katie, I, that's what I was looking at the Facebook group. I noticed, thank you so much for posting that. I was going to post a reminder, mm -hmm. but, um, and I normally send out a reminder email and I just remembered I didn't do that today. I'm like, Oh yeah. Um, my email, not that you guys care, but, um, I always send out my weekly emails on Wednesday and then the Harmony members on Friday. And I opened it up this week and it said it sent to zero people. And I went, what? So I was uh mailer light is who I use. And I was messaging with them for three hours the other day. They had deleted every email subscriber on my email list. So yeah, I know, right? A little scary. Um, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she goes, no, it's showing you have zero subscribers. That's why it sent to zero people. I go, no. <laughs> so somehow behind the scenes they were able to pull everybody back but i was like that's not good <laughs> it's not gonna work so ah it was it was crazy so hopefully you guys get an email tomorrow we'll see if it hopefully doesn't delete everyone again but all that to say i think that's probably why i forgot to email because after that i think i just got off of email this week the rest of the week because i was about to cry <laughs> i was like whatever anyways so we you know we can stay here as long as you need um i have it open for an hour and usually once the conversations get going, sometimes when it's just a few people, the conversations go better anyways. And Crystal, since you haven't been here in a while, I'm excited to hear from you and everything. So the theme of the month is instruments, movement, and singing. And the reason I picked that, I know that's a random theme, but I picked that because I know it's a struggle sometimes when you're planning to know how much, you know, their ORF, ORF and Katie, you took ORF level one, actually two, right? Two, that's right. So you're taught to how to incorporate instruments and i learned different ways to do it that i never knew about but and then singing you're kind of you kind of learn how to different ways of presenting different musical ideas to your students but it's still something that's a struggle of like well how much of movement do i do how much of singing how much of instruments and so i decided to use that as a theme this year because i know that's a struggle for music teachers when you're planning is am i doing enough of all of it you know um, so I just want to kind of start a conversation around that. But with that said, I would love to talk about anything else that's on your heart or something you're struggling with or you have questions around. So I'm just going to open the floor. And um, Crystal, do you want to start? No pressure. I'll just put you sure, on the spot. Sure, why okay. not? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been having um, a little bit of hard time with my kindergartners. I feel like I should have more movement for them because there's a lot of behaviors that are arising. I feel like... Um, it's just a resource that I have or what I can remember. Um, so my first year teaching kindergarten, my previous job, I only taught first grade through fourth grade. Now I have kindergarten through fifth grade. So I'm dealing with the fifth graders and I'm dealing with the kindergartners in different aspects. Um, so do either of you ladies have any like songs or suggestions or like um, for 
transition songs or movement song wise? Yeah, I, um, if you look up, let me put it in the chat. If you look up the song, this, mm, and it might be backwards. It's either the sit down, stand up or the stand up, sit down song, stand up song. And I believe it's by Rick Golden with an I. Um, I learned that from watching one of David Rouse's like Instagram lives one Monday, randomly, like a couple years ago. And it's really, if you are comfortable playing the ukulele, it's just C, G, and F. Um, and I am by no means a ukulele pro. So, um, but I've seen it so much that it's fairly easy. And I can record a video and put it in the Facebook group or put it in, I can put it in the Harmony. Jessica, you want to put me, tell me where to put it. Um, I can share that too. Um, of like what, what the chords are like talking you through it. So we don't have to spend an hour me teaching you that song. But anyway, they, the chorus is they stand up, they sit back down, they stand up, they spin in a circle and then they sit down and stand up really fast. And then the verses are like, stand up if you're five years old and they sit back down and then stand up if you're six or seven, stand up if you're four or three, stand up if you're eight, nine or 10. And then there's one like about brothers and sisters, dogs and cats. And then there's stand up if you like music, if you like sports, and then stand up just if you feel like it. Um, and then it gets faster as it goes. Um, but and we do it so much that now I've started when it gets to the very, very fast part at the end, I will hold out the note right before they, it gets really fast and like make them wait for it. And it's really funny. Um, today, I got lots of giggles from that. Um, but when I can tell that they are in desperate need of some wiggling like I'm losing them I just stop where I am in my lesson and we do that song and it takes like you know a solid three to five minutes to do but um to me it's worth it because it gets their wiggles out pretty well so if for now you can like do the recording um it's on Spotify you can probably find it on YouTube too um but I I'm at the point where I just play it on my ukulele because it's easy to sing and see so that's what saves me from kindergarten i was um sending an email while you get while you're talking that's what i was typing um to see if it, i was just saying hey we have a member call going right now if anybody else wants to join if not no worries at all um okay so crystal can you repeat your question i'm so sorry and i never do that where i'm like tuning you out but i was like trying to get <laughs> a few things you were looking for remind me what you said sorry uh, movement for kindergartners because it's my first year having kindergartners okay. um and katie um was letting me know about mm -hmm. stand up and sit down which mm -hmm. sounds like an awesome song especially when um as she said um just a little bit ago if she's mm -hmm. noticing there's a little bit of wiggling happening she stops what she's doing does the song and just sit like she said mm -hmm. just help get the wiggles out so i'm definitely going to try that yeah. this week and i really appreciate it perfect okay awesome um what else do you guys have yeah and crystal with kindergarten a lot of it gosh i don't know ironically that was by far the hardest grade for me <laughs> because and i didn't think it would be because they're just cute little five and six year olds but it was like oh my gosh like what do i do with you guys the whole time i honestly and it makes me feel better i've heard stephanie Level. do you follow her she does music for kiddos and so she is amazing if you haven't like i would just look up musicforkiddos.com she is just a 
well, she's a music therapist, but she writes songs for little kids, preschool and um, early elementary. But one thing she talked about doing, which is what I used to do just because I was like, I need something to get these kids to get their move, <laughs> get their wiggles out. It's just freeze dance. And she says she does that a lot. And I was like, oh, okay, it makes me feel better. So it wasn't just some wasted activity, but they love that. And it, it sounds so simple, but it is literally you play the music, they dance and you pause it and they have to freeze. But I would do like different variations on that too. Like, let's say you're doing a unit, I don't know about rain and or weather or whatever you could call it different words related to rain or different movement words like hey we've really been working on twirling or maybe not but you know what i mean um different different just different action words the kids could move to and other i don't know if you've ever done movement to books but i would find some stories one thing that really worked well for me was finding books that i mean let's be honest most of the children's books have verbs in them a lot of them do you know where it's already telling the kids to stop or dance or jump or whatever and so the kids have to listen and then do what the book is telling them to do and then they love it so um those are just a couple ideas that come to mind too that you may try you may have already done that but um yeah oh okay so katie gave a book idea slither swoop swing um, yeah so this yeah, came awesome. from i think it was in level one and I don't remember if this is just something another teacher shared or if this came from our actual like instructor, but it's a book. I don't know like where you can get it. I got it for off of thrift books because um, that's where I get a lot of my stuff because you can get stuff in decent shape for cheap. And then if it gets torn up in the classroom, you know, not as big a loss. Um, but I think the one I have is a board book. But like literally each page is just a different way that animals move. So there's one that's like a page that says run, a page that says dive. There's um, slither, swoop and swing. Um, there's burrow where they're digging. And we talk about like, you know, that's a word that a lot of kids don't really know. And so we talk about what does it mean to burrow. Um, there's scratch. There's like lots of different mm -hmm. movement words that are kind of beyond just the like okay step and right. glide oh there is a glide that's a page full of bats mm -hmm. um but you know past your like walk run skip leap your standard movement words it kind of lets them be a little more creative and i mm -hmm. do that paired with giraffes can't dance mm -hmm. and then i'll usually do like a little dancing like you know a freeze dance or something with that um but yeah i like that book for movement words specifically when we were talking about like how do we describe our movements um and that's like if you take your levels your orf levels at least where I was for level one and level two but I particularly remember at level two because that was recently um like thinking of like the categories of ways you can describe your movement like instead of walking like can you walk low can you walk high can you walk in a small space and like do i mean a small space in the room or is my personal space small um and you know just thinking of the different ways if i think about it tomorrow my orf binders are at school but if i think about it i'll find the page that we got that has the different categories um and so she would say like okay pick three words from like one from three different categories and move that way but don't tell us what you picked and let's mm -hmm. see if we can tell you the words that you picked mm -hmm. and that was a really 
um, interesting way to get us to think about how other people would interpret those words because it might not be the same. Mm, that's good. Another good book that I don't remember where I found this one. It might have been just um, one of those books, you know, sometimes teachers leave in the hallway and they're just cleaning out their classrooms. I think that's what happened. But have you guys heard of the book Dinosaur Rumpus? It's one of my favorites because um, it's an oldie but goodie. Like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still for sale. I haven't looked in a while, but it's it's good because it's all about dinosaurs. But what they do is they are stomping and the kids get to act like dinosaurs. They get to get taller or fly or, you know, crouch. And like Katie said, it's different movement words. But one thing that's really fun at the end of that book is really I, I love this part because it helps the kids calm down is at the end of the book they start falling asleep and all the kids have to get calm and then they're gotta you know so it's really neat because they have to pay attention while you're reading so um that is just a fun suggestion too is about um yeah so you can't go wrong with books and honestly just finding different ones you can do so much hi debbie you can so much do so much movement to books as well and you can add instruments to them too the kids can each have a different action word to add rhythm sticks to and stuff like that or boom whackers, you know. Um, does that help answer your question or do you have any more questions around movement or um, anything actually for that matter? No, that does that does help. It's just um, another thing that's different from teaching at this school uh, for me is for my 45 minute that I was thought it was so much time I was trying to fill it. I only have 30 minutes and now I don't have enough time. So hmm. um because sometimes I have kids coming in from recess. And so I try to give them a chance to get a drink of water to stay hydrated as they're coming in. That takes about like roughly five minutes on a good day. Um, and they go to their spots. We try to get through two songs and then pretty much by the end of that, it's, it's the end. And they have to line up, either go back to the class or I take them over to PE or library. So, but um, I should definitely try one of those things to dedicate like a, uh, because I have them half hour twice a week or half hour once. No, yeah, half hour twice a week. Sorry, my brain is almost, we're almost close to Friday or so almost there. Um, so that's when I have my kids. Um, so I can try to incorporate like uh, one lesson out of the two um, to reading to them. That'll probably help out with that. I was just going to say two other um, activities that came to mind. I love and the kids love and it's like one of those things I didn't think that they were going to like it the first time I did it um there's a song called the old gray cats the old gray cats are sleeping 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 the old gray cats are sleeping in the house and then there's um the little mice are creeping and so you know we talk about like what does it mean to creep um and then the cats wake up and then everybody's running and we give some parameters for running and then um now everybody's tired and they do big yawns and big stretches and then everybody's sleeping and so like when jessica was talking about like they go to sleep at the end of that book it's nice to kind of like bring that back down and we might play it two or three times but it's nice that it like wraps up with a little calm you know go to sleep in your chair or you know whatever your furniture situation is and then i learned from my mentor teacher when i student taught um just called the piano game um and I am not a pianist by trade so don't let the name of the game intimidate you <laughs> and um just there's different things on that I, that I play on the piano like a descending five tone up is stand up five tones down is sit down um I do a little like papa is hop on one 
foot, there's jumping. So like I'll play, you know, like eight chords in a row, just like, you know, C major eight times. And they have to count in their head and then jump how many times they heard and then show me on their fingers what number they thought it was. Um, that keeps it from getting the like crazy yelling. Um, and there's like ice skating or you can do um, like there's one that's I play the old gray cats are sleeping like very gently. And so that's once they sleep in their chair. Um, I mean, there's like, you know, there could be like 20 different things. And I teach it a little at a time throughout the year. Um, and then that's also a great time filler. I mean, I could be done with five minutes to spare and we could just play the piano game for five minutes. And you could also play it for outs. When I student taught, we played it for outs. My kids now are like too, you know, take everything too personally now to, for me to play for outs and I'm just not going to handle that. Um, so we just play for, you know, just play for fun. Um, but yeah, that's something else I can type out, like what all the different things are that I play um, that I just kind of pull out of my back pocket, whatever. And it's great. And the big kids play it. The little kids play it. Everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the stuff you plan for, you guys have already, already noticed this. <laughs> your big kids will ask you to do the same stuff you plan with kindergarten, and you're like, really? Why? Okay. So sometimes I'll want to do the same stuff. Um, I was thinking, too, where, I don't know if you guys have used scarves for movement, and when I found out that, about that, I was like, what do I do with this? Like, what am I supposed to have the kids do? And one activity, I think it was at, one, it was either an ORF workshop or an ORF level, but they talked about using the scarves the kids hold them and this is for any age and have them it's a paintbrush and kids you know they love to pretend so they're pretending to paint and you're telling them you're painting a picture and you can play any song in the background and they're painting high low you can tell them paint to the side paint trees paint and this is perfect movement but they're also using their imagination it's like creative movement and they're you know creating their um thinking of different ways to use their arms and their legs and you can tell them to move in their own space or whatever it might be. Um, and the kids get silly with it. You know, they'll start pretending to paint on others, pic other pictures and things like that. But that's something really neat too, is if you can incorporate any kind of manipulatives. Now, with that said, you got to know your students and if they can't handle it, then, you know, but scarves is something that's kind of like, can't get too out of hand because they're really soft. So, um, no, Katie, I want you to contribute totally. And then Debbie, I would love to hear from you too. Go for it, Katie. Okay. Um, sorry, I have to find my Oh no, own. no, no, you're fine. Um, so I went to a workshop on Monday that was um about making music magic on a shoestring budget. Um, so most of these were things that like we already have in our classroom or could get very cheap or find somewhere else in our school. Um so what he was showing us was that he played aquarium um, from Carnival of the Animals. And of course, we all know what it was about. But he says, you know, close your eyes and without the knowledge of what the song is actually about, tell me what you hear. So, you know, some kids might say it sounds like stars or it sounds like the ocean or whatever. It sounds like whatever they say. Um, and then and something that I thought was really cool. We had been just doing like a scarf thing and he had us close our eyes and while our eyes were closed he took all of our scarves away and i as a grown adult didn't even realize he had done that that's i was cool. like wow that's impressive mm -hmm. <laughs> um but he then pulled up a live stream of the georgia aquarium um because he's from atlanta and 
I live in Georgia. Um, so he just showed us that there's a live stream of the aquarium. And then he showed us like, he said, you know, in a classroom setting, you would have the kids probably help you like, okay, what instruments would work for ocean sounds? Like obviously mm -hmm. a wood block is probably not going to be the most oceany sounding thing. So maybe we don't use that. Mm -hmm. um, and then he had his barred instruments set up in a pentatonic scale. So that way the kids can improvise and there's no dissonance, you know, no crunchy dissonance at least. And so he just had barred instruments set up in pentatonic and, um, you know, he had the lights turned off and just the calm, like muted live stream of the aquarium. And we just were able to improvise on the bars. Obviously you would give some parameters and some reminders on how to play those instruments. And then he had an ocean drum and he lets um, some people, he said, if you don't have enough instruments for everybody, you could have a group do scarves um, to like, you know, how would you make your scarf look like a fish? And then the other group could do instruments and then you switch. Um, if you're in a situation where you don't have enough instruments for a whole, the whole class to play at the same time. Um, and then it was just a very calming, like Zen activity, which is, it's exciting to play the instruments, especially with the itty bitty kids, but in an environment that allows for like some de-escalation of those big mm -hmm. excited feelings. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was a really nice contrast to the chaos that could come from that. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought that was really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, it's sometimes the simple ideas that you hear about that you're like, why didn't I think of that? But they go over the best for sure. Um, yeah, so Crystal, do you have any other questions while, and then I'll open the floor to anyone else, of course, too, but about implementing movement or instruments or singing or how much of each to do or any of those things? Are you struggling with any grade level or anything like that? Um, let me, well, for each grade, I have a little bit of struggle, but it's just, it's right. some, it's my first year with them. So it's, mm -hmm. it comes with the territory. So, um, mm -hmm. I'm hoping next year's better. Um, my, with my fifth graders, um, I currently have them learning, um, from hot marimba. I'm probably not pronouncing this right. So I apologize. Mabira jam or Bira jam. I don't know if you're, uh, there's a, there's a three-part marimba piece. And uh, we're currently on the third part because I'm having them get to know each individual part. And ones who are having like doing great on whichever part, I'm writing it down so I can assign to them. Here's the thing. I only have uh, eight tenors and two basses. So I have a total or no. Yeah. I have a total of 10 marimbas and I have three fifth grade classes. So I'm trying to think about maybe having three separate performances or maybe having some of my fifth graders, I have two bonos mm -hmm. and jam bass, maybe having them play a steady beat on those. I'm trying to um, figure out how to incorporate my other students to still play an instrument if I don't have them on the marimbas. Absolutely. Any ideas? Yeah, and it doesn't just have to be a steady beat. You can have them play any kind of ostinato, um, mm. you know, a repeated rhythmic pattern underneath whoever's playing them um with performances and programs what's really neat and katie knows this from orf training is the the coolest performances is when you have your students all doing something kind of different where maybe you have some who are 
either speaking something or singing um where maybe they're also doing movement and you might have depending on what the piece is if maybe some kind of dancing going on um if they're comfortable doing that of course and then you have some who are on the melodic instruments maybe some are playing recorder and maybe some are on the drums and they're doing some kind of repeated rhythmic pattern underneath it with that said you don't want to overwhelm yourself and have too much going on so it's okay if you just assign some instrument parts to certain students who maybe tried out to make that part and everybody else is still as long as they're participating in some way that's your goal you know and everybody and that's just part of it you know you guys put on performances in here um it's just explaining to students you know we can't all have a part we can't all have an instrument part I just don't it's not just because I don't have enough it's just because I don't I just need this many parts for this performance um so I just think you thinking through what you want to do and what you're comfortable doing and do you want to have everybody on an instrument part or do you want to just have those instruments and have your other students still doing something but maybe it's not necessarily an instrument I don't know if that helps you at all Uh, yeah, it, it, okay. it does, um, especially with the Asanana parts. That was mm -hmm. definitely a good idea there because mm -hmm. they're, um, for the first two parts, they're playing the same Asanato, mm -hmm. uh, but in in the melodic form. Um, and then uh, for the third one, it's a little bit different. So mm -hmm. for those ones who I know were doing well in all three, I might challenge them even more just to maybe just do it on the Tabanos or Jambes. Um, yeah. I'm trying to read Katie's comment. Oh. You have the flexibility to play with the form of the piece. Um, yes. Uh, Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, could you swap them out with partners during drumming interlude or something? Oh, well, no, that's a thought. That's definitely a so thought. Like you would have two kids maybe mm -hmm. standing near, um, you know, the same instrument. And then like, you know, on the first if like say you're in rondo form so like a kid one plays an a and then maybe you do have a group of people playing you know drums or other non-pitch percussion and then during so maybe their part is b and then so while b is happening they're switching spots and so that somebody else can play a and then you have a c section and then a kid from the third class could play a the last time um, I mean, that's obviously a lot of moving parts, but it's another option for mm -hmm. if you want more people to have the experience of playing in the performance. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe to give them more playing time, you could have the A sections repeat um, so that they feel like they're getting to, you know, fully perform and not being shortchanged. I don't know, just mm -hmm. whatever works best for you and your kids, but that's just an idea. And one other idea is. I know for, I never had a classroom set of instruments ever. I finally got to the point before my school closed where I, I built up some instruments, but so what I would do in performances sometimes, which I don't know of a lot of teachers that do this, but I would have them double up. You two are on this xylophone, you two are on this metallophone, and I even have two kids on a glockenspiel where they're playing the high part, they're playing the low part, but it was really cool seeing it come together because they knew this is my part and maybe they're just doing some repeated pattern but you're on that c you're on that c and you're doing you know um that's an option too so you may not want to do that and that's okay but that's something i did when i knew i wanted more to experience playing a mallet instrument but i didn't have i just didn't have enough i didn't and that's honestly a lot of the case for a lot of music teachers there's you know um it just comes it just comes down to just deciding what works best for you and what you want to do and then being the teacher, you're like, this is the plan. And then the students, you know, they just go with it because they have to. <laughs> 
So Debbie, what do you, so our theme of the month, what I was saying at the beginning is movement, singing instruments, just kind of like, it's a generalized theme of the month, but it's the reason I named it that is because I know there's, when it comes to planning, there's sometimes questions of how much do I do? What do I do with this particular song? Am I doing enough? All those, just any kind of questions around any of that. And, um, so yeah, do you have any questions around that or any? Well, I have a, to share? a question that's a little bit that's totally outside of that for a minute, but I'm yeah. maybe yeah. maybe any of you have had experience with this. So I have a pretty nice sized room um, with a great big round rug in the middle that takes up most of the space. Um, I am very blessed because I have, I mean relatively small class sizes. When I think of my 18 kindergartners, I want to pull my hair out every time I think of them, but I realize I don't have 30. So I'm grateful. And I do have enough xylophones for every child to play a xylophone, metallophone or glockenspiel. So, I mean, we're playing the little ones that need to go in the trash, but we still everybody. So I feel really blessed there. What I'm struggling with the most is still, we are 124 days of school. They cannot sit in a place for the class period. And I'm not talking the whole 30 minutes because I do lots of, you know, we we cannot, we have to be laying on top of each other. We have to be rolling around on the floor. We, I'm, I'm, I am. So I, last week I pulled in this last week, I pulled in chairs. If I put chairs in fine, I have to move them. If I do anything that I, you know, any circle dance or anything like that. Um, And the first day when it was, if you stay in your chair, the entire class, you get a sticker, um, was pretty good. By day two, we're laying on the chairs, we're tipping the chairs over. I'm like, oh, so I only have kindergarten through second grade. So I'm not dealing with this with fifth and sixth graders, just the little ones. Um, So today I had only three chairs in the back, put them back on the floor. and I said, you may choose to sit on, I want to sit on the chair. Well, they've never wanted to sit on a chair before. So you may choose to sit on the chair, but then you're also not going to be allowed to participate in class. Um, and so I said, that's really the place where whoever cannot show me they can sit on the floor and participate in class needs to go sit on the chair. I've tried all of Katie's classroom rules. I've tried 600 different sets of, class. anyway, I cannot I'm absolutely here. And I know that the kids are still, and we're, we're starting with no masks on Monday and that's going to freak out half of them too. And they're half of them will still wear their masks and that's totally fine. I just think these kids stress level, but I can't, I can't figure out the sitting situation. I tried sit spots on the floor. They peel them up. I tried, uh, I've tried chairs. I, I mean, I just cannot find. And so I just keep changing things to see if I can at least, you know, shock them into something new or whatever. So that is a, still a huge issue and I cannot get them to transition. And, you know, I'm doing the singing, okay, I'm going to count to 10. I'm singing down from 10. I want everybody in a circle or everybody, whatever. And I've got six kids off all over the classroom. I'm like, and by the time I get them all in line, six other kids, it's, they're making me crazy. Are they ever going to get any better? Now, uh, you don't know this, but this is my first year teaching. And so, and I'm too old to be doing this, too old to be doing the first year teaching thing. I'm too grumpy, but I just, it doesn't get, do they figure it out? Are they going to get better after this pandemic thing is less crazy? I mean, 
these are all, these kids are playing $34,000 a year in tuition, which is crazy. My kids didn't spend that much in four years of college. And so I would think, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I'm like, oh, tomorrow's a half day. And I'm like, holla freaking Luya. Because mm-hmm. I mean, and then I had the one throwing the kicking tantrum on the floor, hitting me, smacking everybody today. And this is one of my 18 kindergartners. And so I put on the aquarium scarf dance. Everybody had their scarves. That's why we were having the, mm-hmm. you know, disaster because a scarf issue. And fortunately they did the cute little aquarium dance with, cause we're doing Camille Saint-Saëns right now. And so that was really fun, but yeah, I'm just still at this place where I'm like, I don't, I can't figure any of that out. Okay. So <laughs> Katie and Crystal, I'm going to open the floor to you two first and just any suggestions around this. I know you have both, you know, teaching it during a pandemic is not something I've ever done. So I want to be clear about that. I do not have experience with that. And so, but I do know it's March and I'm not saying that's an excuse for behavior, but I know spring, especially winter spring break, is it coming up? We had a week off in February and we have a week off at the end of March. And it's been lovely all year here. It's California. We absolutely, there's no reason. This is not new. (laughs) Maybe it's spring break. No, maybe that's not it. Um, But yeah, I'll just open the floor, Katie and Crystal, and then I'll I'll chime in too. But I want to hear from you ladies first. Any advice for Debbie around what she just talked about? So... I, this is my first year teaching kindergarten. Okay. It's everyone's first year. (laughs) Yes. So we did not have kindergarten. This is my fourth year. Did not have kindergarten prior to this. Um, It just wasn't a thing when I got there and it's not mandated by our state. It's up to the district and the district here says it's up to your school. Um, So it's been a learning curve for sure. I think it'll pay off in the long run because I'll have had the kids from jump. And so my first graders won't be acting like kindergartners when I see them next year. Um, And it's going to also take us some time because you have to remember that these kindergartners have never had normal school. Um, And that's, I struggle with that. Like I go, you know, well, you know, you're supposed to you know, when you're at school, you're supposed to listen to your teachers and be respectful. I had a kid like argue with me over running at car riders yesterday. And I was like, mm, no, sir. Um, but like, they don't have any kind of concept, like really only my, I would say only my fifth graders were like raised pre like raised in school pre pandemic because my fourth graders were only first graders. And I don't really think that it, a lot of what I had taught them stuck at that point as far as expectations. Um, so I'm really, and I think we're going to be struggling with this for a while because people are not, um, you know, they're choosing not to put their kids into preschool programs for their own personal, you know, choosing, right. which is fine. I totally respect that. But I think we're going to see the repercussions of this for a while. Um, I will say though, that kindergartners are so, you never know, because I have one group that I only see once every three weeks. And I have another, like, I, so we have three classes. One, I see them every week. The other, I see two out of three weeks. And then this other class that I had today in the afternoon, I see them once every three weeks. And I have happened to be out the other two times they've come to music since Christmas break. 
I was out for GMEA and then I was out with a back injury the last time they were, they came to music. So I was expecting chaos today. Yeah. And I took away my chairs because I asked if I could, cause I hate them and I got the all clear. So I took my chairs away today. And so they had to sit in the floor and this is the class with the most um, IEPs and 504s. And so I was expecting to just make my, make my life hard on purpose, but I figured if I can, <laughs> I've got to do it at some point. So today's the day, right? They literally sat like angels. I mean, there were a couple of kids that were a little like, you know, a little squirrely, but right. And I, but I don't know what the magic answer was, you know, like, it's hard to say like, oh, well, I was just very clear on what the expectation was, but I mean, I would say, okay, stand up and where the chairs were, they had two pieces of tape to pull their chair up to because the chairs slide on the carpet. And I said, okay, just, you know, make sure that your bottom is between your pieces of tape and that when you stand up, your feet are, and they just got it. I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but, but I promise you the next time I see them, it's going to be like, they've never been in my room before. Um, kindergarten's just, it's wild. Um, I, I would say every that, day. I see them every day for 30 minutes. Yeah. Five days a week for 30 minutes. You would think. No, thank you. <laughs> they'd have it by day 124 school, but these are my second graders don't have it either. Yeah, I, mean, I am. It's all three grades. They just mm -hmm. I see second graders three days a week and I see first graders right now two days a week because we swap semesters with second and first graders. I swap them with art. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just. Hey, talk me to um, talk me through how you how do they come into the music room? I mean, you meet them at the door and just tell me just tell me like from where the classroom teacher brings them to music and then how do they get into the so room? classroom teachers don't bring them to music okay every child goes to a different class every half an hour or 45 minutes in this school okay even kindergartners they go from language arts to they've got language arts some, uh, history science spanish art they do everything wow. every day kindergartners do um so they just they line up outside my door they're unsupervised they're jumping up and down. They're rowdy. They're smooshing oh, into wow. each other. So by the time I open the door, mm -hmm. I'm having to calm them. Now I bring one group from lunch recess. I, they walk with me. I check their hands because half of them are black. I send them to the bathroom to wash hands. So we've tried, I tried doing, you know, your little Hershey bar thing. Only I made up my own lyrics for it for my kids. Mm -hmm. Pinewood Panthers rise up. We tried doing that into the classroom, but they were jumping all over the bit and, and smacking into each other. So I said, okay, we're done with that. So right now I have them come in and sit down. I've had them go out and try it 45 times again. Mm -hmm. Still doesn't make a difference. I'm just, I'm abs I'm just kind of at my wits end. The other day I had soft music on. I had mm -hmm. them come in. They couldn't, I absolutely could not do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying, I've tried the, the name on the board. They get their five points. I start taking them away. I've sent home parent emails. I've sent, finally, I sent one kid. Well, the one that was throwing the tantrum today, I finally had to walk because all of our buildings have doors to the outside. I finally had to walk and find a teacher because they're all in a little courtyard. It's a pretty small school. Um, and so I find another teacher who could come and help with this child because right. he was laying in the middle of the floor having the screaming tantrum. And, and it was his fourth one of the day. He had two more. So obviously he was having a super bad day, but I, mm -hmm. still I got 17 kids trying to figure out. So I, you know, whatever, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. 
I feel like I've tried the things that have been suggested Okay. and I'm not, I'm not sure how to, and then I just get, I just get mean. I'm not mean, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get grumpy. Yeah. Uh, this was yeah, my first kindergarten class. I finally let, we were trying to go out. I was trying to teach him a little, our version of Irish dance, right? We hold it. We take eight steps this way, eight steps this way. We were trying to do some little bit Irish dancing for St. Patrick's day. I couldn't even get them into the circle. And I finally said, all right, everybody on the ground, five minutes, heads down. You're just going to spend that the last five minutes of class. I don't want to hear a sound. And I was like, nope, no sounds. Now I just finally, cause I couldn't, there was nothing I could do to get them to. And we do circle dances and they're yanking each other and throwing. I'm like, so I just, we're obviously having a discipline problem and I know it's happening yeah. around school, but I want music to be fun. But if we right. can't ever get to the fun stuff, right. I'm like, guys, I spend a lot of time finding so many fun activities yeah. for you. Right. And we're just out of control. Yeah. And so I'm not sure we, I, I bought one of those cool, the breathing balls, the, what are those called? You know, sphere, Hoberman spheres. Oh yeah. And we learned about what it was and we've been practicing our breathing with it. And now they just have to goof off and be dorky with it. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. I just want to say, never mind. Okay. We're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So the things that I try to bring in to make, be interesting and creative, we do a, we do a little riddle every day. We pull a riddle out of the box and they read the riddle. It's helping them practice their reading skills and in front of each other skills, you know, those skills too. And then they have to go, say it, say it, goofies. I'm like, oh, guys, just have fun with Riddler. That's a stupid one. That's my favorite. That wasn't funny. <laughs> like, okay. You're like, awesome. Another mood killers, huh? I hate ballet. <laughs> I had him watch my set, my second, my first grade class watch the swan. That beautiful, beautiful. It's three minutes, guys. I didn't make my kindergartners watch it because they can't sit for three minutes for anything. But um, and what? Oh, this is gross. I'm like, okay, you don't have to like it, but the oh, this is gross is not. Okay, sorry. I just I totally hijacked your whole meeting and went on my whole oh, rant for today. That's so what I'm these so- calls are for. No way. That's exactly what these calls are for. There's no planned anything. It's just I, and that's what I say. We have a theme of the month. But I also want it to be conversations about what's going on in your life, you know. And my um, kids do like yeah. instruments. Okay. And I have to say, if I were to, although they just, even though you tell them not to, they beat the heck out of your xylophones, right? I mean, it's like, and yeah. we keep talking about, for the most part, if I'll get all of those xylophones out and put them on the floor, we can have a pretty good day. Okay. But I'm like, I can't do that every day. Right. <laughs> I there's other things we need to learn besides whacking on xylophones every day. Well, I wonder if when you just said that, it made me think if that is what you see knowing it's not knowing all your students, but you have to know each class because each class has a different or grade level, like Katie said in the chat, um, has a different dynamic to it. And so if you're noticing this is what this class really enjoys is instruments. No, I can't do the same instrument activity every day, but what I can do, one thing that might really work is use that as the incentive. Yeah, I'm at, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes of class, and of course it takes forever to get the xylophones out and set up. And maybe it's not xylophones every time. Maybe it's any instrument, right? Or maybe it's some kind of fun body percussion where they're getting to hit something. 
but yeah. they have to get through the lesson to earn that activity. And you just, and I know, like you said, getting them to the air is going to probably be mission impossible for you, but just reminding them, you know what, our goal today is to get this to this activity and I'm going to do everything in my power to get you there. Maybe that'll work. Maybe it won't. But since you know, that really works, what I would do is try to plan more instruments into your lesson plans, even if that wasn't your original plan. Sometimes right. it's about um, pivoting a little bit. And instead of saying, but I want to do movement, I want them to learn this concept and I want them to do a lot of singing, maybe with this crew of kids to get buy-in from them, it's doing more of what they enjoy. And then they're going to want to, you know, they're going to, um, what am I, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? They're going to want to learn music and then you can start layering the other pieces that you're wanting to, you know, teach them as well. So maybe you kind of scratch what you have planned for like next week and you say, I'm going to just plan a whole week of instruments, not just having them bang on them, but like really learning concepts through these instruments. Then I'm going to see how it goes and then tell them, okay, we're also going to sing now too, the following week. I also have this movement activity to do too. But with that said, you can still play instruments, but we're not going to do it the whole class period this time. We're going to do them the end of, I don't know, that may or may not work, but while you're talking and you're saying something the students really like is that's what I usually suggest is find what your students like, get buy-in from them, whether it's a particular genre of music, a musical artist they like to listen to, or some kind of instrument, right? Um, and then maybe there's a music game they like to play. It's one they they really enjoy. You saw it really spark their interest. And that's something that you can also use that as an incentive towards the end of class too. Like I said, this may not work. And unfortunately, sometimes that's that's just being your first year, give yourself grace, which I know is easier said than done. It's just like, sure, give myself grace, but it's true. This is a learning year for you, especially teaching during a pandemic. Like you said, half masked, half not coming soon. Um, The kids, like Katie said, a lot of them don't know. They've never learned how to act in a school building. It's just hard. And so you're, you are, as Katie said in the chat too, beating your head on a wall. It just feels like you're, you have all these things planned and your students aren't meeting you there to learn it. But what I do want to say is I know if you continue with this, I know next year will go better for you. You're you're learning what, you know, like I can't do that again. I cannot do this again. So you're going to have the summer to kind of think about it and say, okay, that didn't work. So what will work? What, how can I start the year off? Like if they're coming to me crazy, that's my first thing is if they're already coming to you crazy from another class and just kind of being dropped off, that's not fair to you. Cause a lot of times, if the classroom teacher is dropping the kiddos off and then they're getting them quiet for you and you can get them in the music room. But if they're already coming to you crazy in the hallway, I mean, I don't know. You said you've tried getting them in and back out, you know, 45 times in a row. I personally, because I had classes like that, would. there was one class I remember standing there for 20 minutes. And they were just like, is this all we're doing today? It's not what I plan to do, but this is what we're doing. And you said, sometimes I feel like I'm getting mean. You know what though? there's just sometimes that's how it has to be and i know maybe that's not the opinion everybody gives but i that's honestly it is sometimes it's like listen i've tried the nice approach i've tried the giving grace approach i've tried the every strategy in the whole entire world but sometimes it is this is what we're doing today this is what you guys want to do is stand in the hall i'm going to stand here with you but what i will tell you is the first time it takes 20 minutes the next time it'll take 17. 
The next time it might take 15, then 10, then five, then eventually they're going to be ready to come in the room because they're going to be sick of doing that. And maybe if you're still teaching them music in the hallway, we're going to learn music out here. And you just do a bunch of like patting your legs to the steady beat if they can't handle that. You can just try different things you can do in the hallway quietly while they're standing still. Or you're quiet, you may go in my room. Okay, you back there in the back, you're ready to come in and sit out. Nope, you're obviously not ready to come back out here. I've done that so many times too. It sucks. It's not ideal, but sometimes I can tell you in the times I thought that would keep going on and on and on and on. I also had kindergarten every day, good times. I thought me and the PE teacher would trade off. We'd get, we had two kindergarten classes. I worked at a really small school. She would have one class. I would have the other, and then we would trade. So at every, we'd have them every day, but sometimes they go to music first or PE first and we would rotate. So they would come from PE to me like chaosly and just Aah. And so sometimes I would have to do that. We're going to stand here quietly. And I remember thinking, this is never going to change. It's going to keep going on and on and on. But then eventually it got to the point where they'd be shushing their friends. <laughs> they would be like, or you'd have the same two kids being the last ones to go in the room. And then they'd be like, not wanting to be out there anymore. So don't say like, I feel like I'm being too mean. I feel like I'm being harsh. That might be what they're needing. It's just... I have all this music planned, you know, I mean, things to teach in music class, but I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to worry about, I need my students respect. I need, I need, they have to come in here and learn. And I am tired of doing this and maybe not even having a conversation with them. This is what we're doing until you get it together. You're just like, we're going to stand here for a little bit. And then you just slowly start tapping kids on the shoulder to go in the music room because they're ready to go. And maybe you have xylophones set out for them. And you say, when you walk in the room, I have a rhythm on the board, a melody on the board. I want you to start playing that and practicing that on your own while you come in the room, while you wait in the hall with the rest of the class where you're kind of looking in the room, but you're looking in the hall, you're looking in the room. So they're getting to participate and the kids in the hallway are hearing that happen. And then they're going to want to go in there too. I don't know if any of that resonated with you. And I know I just went on a 25 minute. No, no, I think those are all great ideas. And I, appreciate I took a picture of the chat right there so because <laughs> there's some because those are good yes ideas. Katie why don't you unmute and talk about some of the stuff you've been posting I would love to hear that too okay I just have to like brain dump or else I'll forget everything oh totally right. I said class. I love that they're coming to following directions class instead oh, of <laughs> and it's happened like 14 times this school year and they get sick of it and I'm not letting up on it because it's ridiculous um so I said my first graders are terrible this year I like I don't enjoy first grade I had one first grade class that I felt like okay I can breathe in this room and you know it's not going to be chaos and suits and then they got a new kid that needs a lot of like one-on-one attention yeah and so he sits right at my desk but it's like and he leaves early because he catches an early bus but still, it's like for that 30 minutes, I have him. And so I have no more, no more easy first grade. So they're all hard. Um, then I just said, you were talking about um, showing the ballet. There's a, I can't remember the channel, but if you just like YouTube kids meet a ballerina, there's a girl dressed in the Swan Lake costume. And she talks to kids about what she does. And I, I find that. I showed that before we watched Nutcracker every like right before Christmas break. Um, so it just kind of like makes the fanciness of the ballerina a little more human. 
Yeah. Because she talks to kids their age about it and they ask silly questions and they get up and do the moves. Um, and then I mentioned, I don't know what else to call it other than a receiving line. Um, I have recently just said like, it's something that I have to hold over the kindergartner's head. And I say, Hey, at the end of class, I'm going to pull out four of my favorite instruments. I just randomly pick four that they can figure out how to play on their own. I don't have to coach them through each one. Um, so I'll set out like a tambourine and a cowbell and a wood block and I'll hold the guiro just cause it's, you know, technically harder to hold. And so they'll come to me first and I'll call the people that are sitting the quietest and the stillest. That's not a word, but, um, and so they come to me and they play the guiro and then I am also monitoring them going down the line. And if I feel like the line's getting plugged up somebody's spending too much time I say okay you know Josh go ahead and move on and then they move on and it's been fine but it's something that I can do in the last few minutes of class um and they're getting to experience more than just the rhythm sticks and I'm able to supervise a little more um because I don't quite trust them to just you know do these things on their own I'm able to kind of keep an eye on it um and they love it but we have had some kids not be able to come to the line and like I had one kid that he wouldn't stop crying because he got in trouble for talking to another kid and they both lost a dojo point and he just couldn't get over it um and I said if you're ready to stop crying then you can come get in line but if you're going to continue to cry well you won't get to play today man kept crying so and you just that's also the thing is you have to just kind of stick to your guns on that and you know if you say something you have to mean it and it stinks because like I felt bad that he didn't get to play but also I told him he had to let it go and he just didn't um then I just said something about that you know some days it like you feel that teacher ick of like oh man like you know they're children and I should have been more gracious with them but you just kind of have to let it roll off your back and they'll still come to music and they'll still have fun it might be their own version of fun but um, they're not going to remember, you know, they won't, they'll help remember those like core memories of music class will be the days that it went really well and they got to experience music in a positive way. And a lot of the like the ick days will stick in their memory. Um, and then, yeah, I have a fourth grade class that they will not, will not, will not, will not be quiet. I mean, I can be addressing the talking and saying like, look, guys, these are my expectations. I don't set the bar very high. In fact, it's basically on the floor and that's what you're graded on. And if you are not meeting those expectations, that's your grade. And we're like right on report cards. And I try to explain it to them. And then like, while I'm doing this, there's kids that are talking. And so I just write it down in my grade book. Um, but yeah, so we've done full class following directions class next week. Um, half of them are going to, I'm going to plan something really fun for the kids that, cause I'm tired of punishing the kids that are not doing it, but it's so many that it's like, I can't just have the kids that are doing the wrong thing, just sit there because then they'll start talking to each other. So they're going to have some book work or something to do. That's like not as fun. And I'm going to let the kids that are doing the right thing, do something super fun. Um, and that's probably not going to work either, but I've got to do something. Um, but yeah, that's what I had ranted about in the chat. Yeah, because 
unfortunately, and I'm just going to be honest, there's not one perfect solution. And Katie, I appreciate your vulnerability because it's so true. It's like, I, I, I can tell you, it feels like you try every strategy in the entire world. Like you've already said, there's just going to be some classes who just don't get it, who are just like, they're just that dynamic of whoever put that class schedule together, the secretary probably, but it's like that group of kiddos that's together. is just like, what in the world where you feel like, and it's hard not to compare them because you feel like fourth grade, for example, you gave that example where one fourth grade class, you're like doing everything in the world with them. And it's like, you have extra time at the end of class and this other fourth grade class comes to you and you're barely getting through the lesson because you're having to constantly deal with and redirect kids. Um, and so I gave in the chat, I kind of like what Katie was saying made me think of this. It's not about leaving kids out, but it's about them seeing. Um, and, and like you already said too, but if it's a lot, like let's say the majority of the class is not listening, but there's maybe three that are, then of course that this is not going to work. But if it's like you have those handful of kids who are just constantly causing issues for everyone else, have the kids who are not they get to do the instruments the other ones i always said air instruments you got your air xylophone your air recorder your air drum and they thought it was silly but they're also like i'm tired of playing the air and so they're still <laughs> participating so if a parent ever came to me and be like why aren't you letting my kid play an instrument well here's the thing i've tried to call you email you talk to you in person send you snail mail and you won't respond but this is my classroom so it is what it is but <laughs> at the same time they're still getting to participate. They're not in timeout. They're not in trouble, but you have to earn the instrument. Just, you have to earn the movement activity. If you're not wanting to participate with movement, you're going to sit in that corner. You're in that corner and you're not in timeout, but you're going to move. Maybe you can, you can sway. You get to pat your legs while you watch everybody else get to participate and have fun with the dance. So it's just about like, find, find those opportunities where they're going to watch everybody else in their class do something. It doesn't mean they have to sit through the entire class period. Maybe you can tell they're trying a little bit harder. Like, hey, Johnny, would you like to come join us for this next activity now? I can tell you're ready to come and join us now. Um, and all this stuff, there's so many different moving parts. There really are. It's, yeah. and a lot of it is just thinking quick on your feet. Like Katie already admitted too, this may work, it may not work. And um, Debbie, what I don't want you to do is give up because you're like, I feel like I've already tried all these strategies and, and you have and you really have and sometimes you said i feel like they're working hi and other times you said you feel like they stop working but um sometimes that's what happens too is classroom management is not one and i hated this in college it's like write your classroom management plan sure because it's not like it's going to work for eternity always and forever it's a constantly ebb and flow moving thing where you find what works and it is working maybe like a sticker system's working but then you're like wait that's not working anymore they stopped caring and that's how that happens so then it's like okay that's not working why is it not working now but we're going to pivot to this if the kids can't sit on sit spots and they can't sit on chairs just let them sit on floor even if it's tile you get this tile two spaces over that's your tile two spaces over that's your tile you guys want to sit on something we got to earn it but also I mean, I, I just think it's like, maybe you just need, not that you're not being strict, but you want to have fun, but you got to just be consistent with your expectations and redirect those kiddos. And you're not coming to my room acting like a hot mess. And um, not that you're not doing that, but just, yeah. I don't want you to feel defeated because it is hard. And there are sometimes 
like Katie's admitted and Crystal, I know you face this as well, where you feel like, I feel like I'm doing everything in my power to get these kids to enjoy music and nothing's working. Um, I'm going to shut up and let someone else talk. I don't know if any of that stuck with you. I'm going to read what Katie put in the chat too. <laughs> it's great. Need more input on class list and schedules. Yeah, absolutely. Like just getting names on a piece of paper. This is your class. And by the time you're out of school for a certain amount of time, you see the class list, you're like, I know these kids. But I remember my first year getting this class list and I started in January and seeing the names going, this doesn't mean anything to me. Right. And they come in the room and I'm like, but I don't know these kids. All I know is their name. But I quickly learned some of them. Trust me, the one who called me the F word, like the first week of school, I learned them quickly. But um, you know, like, but it, it is so hard. It's hard because you don't want the teachers, the classroom teachers to give you like information about students because you want to find it out on your own. But at the same time, you do want to know information about students because you got to kind of know their personality. Um, and that might be part of it, too, is you're still learning your students. You're still learning who can I not put by who? Who's who's causing the issues in here? Who can't sit still? Who and maybe it is a whole classroom full of them. And sometimes you have those classes where you're like, I don't even know who can pay attention at this point because it's like a whole classroom full of kids who are squirrels. Well, I do feel like it's changing. You know, I have my kindergarten class that's the hardest. I actually also go into their math class. Mm-hmm. So I see them, I see them, you know, an hour and 15 minutes a day. Plus I have them for 30 minutes of dismissal time while they wait for their parents to come or wait to go to clubs. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I know each of the students really well. And I think we have, mm-hmm. I have a really good relationship with each child individually. Yeah. And all of a sudden these two are holy terrors together where they haven't been for, right. you know, six, four months, five months. And it's an interesting thing. And I'm sure there's things happening at home. Like this little boy that had his meltdown today. He was having them all the time at the beginning of school. And now we're back there again. Mm. And I felt like we were going up and now I feel like we're totally crashing. And so it's, it's hard because I really feel like one-on-one, I have a great relationship with every one of these little kids. Um, but the dynamic of those kids together is really hard. Right. And I, I mean, I know that these, these kindergartners that I have, cause there's 54 of them in our school, that's only three classes, but I see all of them every day. But yeah, by the time they're second graders, maybe we can, you know, mm-hmm. have built a relationship where they understand what's expected. Mm-hmm. And the second graders has some of them had school last year. None of them have school most of the year before. Right. Right. And they're a really hard class. The first grade class seems to be the, the best, but even then I, I feel like we're, um, yeah, it's that hitting the head against the wall thing a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I really wish I know they won't, but I really wish those masks would come off on all of them next week. Yeah. I can't hear if they're singing. Right. I can't really evaluate any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Half the time crap. I don't even know who's talking anymore. That's probably, that's a lot of it too. And so you can't, you're trying to, that wasn't me. I wasn't doing it. And so they're getting sassy and yeah, you're right, Katie, they can change from morning to afternoon. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. It's a little crazy, but so I'm hoping, I mean, I'm not giving up. They're stuck with me. So I got at least six years that I'm going to do this and I'm, but I'm, I'm still at that place. And I thought I was getting better, but I'm still kind of back at that overwhelmed place because my brain says it should really still be doing this. And right now I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but I can tell you the hardest, well, winter's hard too, but the beginning of the school year is tough. 
because you're learning everyone, especially as a first year teacher, right around winter break. It's just that two week window. And then around spring break, whenever that ends up falling, it's like those three times of the year, kids who have known you all school year act like all of a sudden they don't know you or they forgot all the expectations. And I'll, I'll say this till the day I die procedures for me. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about procedures go over in the first week of school and then that's that. No, it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing yeah. reminder. It's like you feel like kids, I don't know if they have pea-sized brains or what's going on, but it's like they just, what, what do we do? How do you want us yeah. to walk in the room? What are you wanting us to do? How do we get our instruments? What do we do with that? Like, are you serious? Like we've, so it's a continually, yeah. it, it just is. And it's, it's, it is tough, but um I, I mean, you guys can talk, talk about this way more than I can, but like the mask thing, the pandemic, I, I mean, I feel like teaching kids music with masks on probably has caused a lot more behavior issues because the kids, like you already said, you don't know who's talking sometimes, maybe they can't sing and now you're trying to initiate singing and maybe it's like, well, I don't feel comfortable doing that because we've never sang for the past two years or whatever it might be. Um, I might have something to do with it too, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to keep you all night. So does anybody else have anything else? The singing is a big deal at our school. Yeah. That was my uh, only negative comment. I wasn't negative. Mm-hmm. I, both mm-hmm. of my assessments for my principal and our curriculum director actually were very positive, mm-hmm. but she really felt like I didn't have the kids singing enough. Mm-hmm. Like she came in a day where we were um, we had a happiness week at our school. So I was asking the children to tell me what things made them happy. So, because I created a word search for them out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, her comment was, well, you really should have had them sing the answers to you. And now I'm starting to take some more classes. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I knew, I know nothing. I just yeah. follow stuff. Right. But so that was a good comment, but I thought, oh, right now I can't get some of those kids to even sing right. a note. Singing is, you know, whatever. So, yeah. but it's, that's, a big deal. I mean, the first and second graders do a singing theater piece. That's mm-hmm. their big performance in the year. And I had to do a singing that fall program. I did December program was, you know, all about singing. And so it is kind of a big deal. So even though I don't assess it, Katie, because really, mm-hmm. I mean, but we're trying to get them to obviously to learn to match pitches, which we right now, I can't even tell what pitches they're making. So I'm going to have, that's just going to have to come as it comes, but I'm hoping that some of these kids, I mean, I'm in California. Mm-hmm. We're about as uptight about this as we can possibly be. I don't think I'll get even half of them with their masks off next week, but mm-hmm. mine's coming off because mm-hmm. I am tired of yelling through my mask into my microphone. So <laughs> mine's coming off and I get tested every week. I have every possible booster I can have, of yeah. or, you know, so I feel, I feel fine taking my mask off at school mm-hmm. and our principal has chosen to let us do it. And California is the, like the last, one of the last, you know, places in the United States that's been willing to let kids take them off. So, but these kids are fairly terrified about it. And I don't, and not that I think that's wrong Mm. for the parents to have made it, made it, you know, important to them Mm. to be masked, but I will be surprised if I even have half of them take Mm -hmm. them off. Mm -hmm. I hope that they will, uh, that more and more will do it as the rest of the school year. Um, not to get into a mass thing, but like Arkansas is completely opposite from California. It's always, unfortunately, sometimes like, but well, I'm from Utah. Well, it's one of the first, it's one of the first to do like to get, a, do away with whatever. So, um, mask optional has been all year. And so my kids still wore them 
after Omicron numbers started dropping, they've been not wearing their masks to school, which I was nervous about. And I talked to their teachers about, and they said now in their classes, on average, there's like three to five, not um, three to five wearing them. And I can tell you there's been not very much spread, not a difference now. Like there was that when Omicron, I mean, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, the ki- I think it might just be because the kids are, they've been around each other each day. You know what I mean? So they're so, I don't know. I don't know all the science. I'm not going to pretend I'm a scientist, but to give you peace of mind, I can't speak for your school, but I know that I know the nerves. It was nerve wracking for me as a mom, even being like, I don't know, should we or should yeah. we not? Like my kids are vaccinated. Um, most of the teachers are. And if they're not, that's a personal decision, but it's also like, um, I don't know. I don't want to get into it all, but you know what I mean? I, I haven't noticed a huge difference is what I'm trying to say at their schools. Um, since most of the kids have stopped wearing them. So, um, encouraging, I'm not saying it will always be that way, but so for like the last month, it seems to be okay. Um, we'll cross our fingers. I mean, I, like there's still everyone on campus tests every week. So we have a weekly, Mm -hmm. my only class that loves to sing, we always have to do our mass or testing in that class and it's a bummer because they really like to sing and they're the class that every thursday we have to go do the testing but it's okay we we will deal with it mm-hmm. so well thank you for listening to me just of course kind of, unload. of course <laughs> of course no you needed that and that's what these calls are for um crystal katie do you have anything else any questions comments concerns no debbie hang in there i mean lean on harmony i know the facebook group's been kind of quiet lately but please feel free to come in there and comment about and just know you're not alone that's the main thing i think i want you to take away is that um katie and crystal are in the trenches with you every day they understand like there's just those classes there just are it's just like i mean it's hard to explain like why why are certain kids like why are you not getting it but um don't give up i know that their their stress levels are still high i mean i did take that trauma it was a class on the orf thing where she talked about trauma for teachers and the trauma for kids that's still in our systems it was a really good class to take to remind me that these kids have had a rough go too right and these are kids that are dropped off at 8 a.m. And sometimes their parents don't pick them up from school till yeah. 530. Yeah. These are kids that are at school. Yeah. School is over. Then they do a club after school because mom and dad both work full time and mm-hmm. they're all tech, you know, whatever. And so and I know it's been hard on kids, too. So mm-hmm. try to offer them the same grace that I hope they're offering. me. Right. <laughs> right. So but sometimes I think, wow, it's. Yeah. Cause I know the other, it's not, I, I, it's not just me either at my school and I'm sure it's not at your schools either. I think kids are just still struggling right now, but as teachers were struggling too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about <laughs> what's going on in education, education system right now, but that's a conversation for another day, but yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's just hard all around. And so just don't give up. You're doing a great job give yourself more credit. Um, give yourself what you know what i'm trying to say it's late yep. give yourself yep. credit thank for you more credit than you're giving yourself there i think that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> did that come out right um yes but yeah katie my allergies i know i've yesterday could not stop sneezing it was just 
I don't know. Arkansas is playing this game. Totally change the subject and then we'll go. But we're playing this game right now. Tomorrow's supposed to snow and be 20. Today was 60. We had tornado warning the other night. Um, I don't know if it's like that where you guys live, but it's been like pick a season and stick with it because this constantly changing stuff is like my allergies are going nuts. I can't handle it. And the boys are already home tomorrow and I have like five meetings lined up. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. They've been out of school February um, and March. Probably, I think I counted the other day about uh, 11 times because of weather. <laughs> so it's not their fault, but it's like, all right, that's going to be a good day. It's gonna, I'm already looking forward to trying to juggle it all. And my husband works from home too. So if you could say a little prayer for us tonight, we'd be appreciating it very much. So we'll we're do. supposed to be able to do their work on their own. No, especially my oldest child. Buddy, you're on YouTube. Why? Because I wanted to. Well, that's not what they said to do. So, <laughs> whatever. I'm going to stop recording well, now. I'm going to tell you 